ションを誇示します一方高木慎吾目覚ましい実績を残して今年の g 1に出場や7ヶ月ぶりのゲドウとのツースイートポーズ
Yeah. Kevin Kelly and Alex Kozlov on commentary. So the first match, actually, I, I thought it was interesting because it was uh, all the people in the tournament against each other. So just as I read it out earlier, so we've got Adrian Quest, Logan Regal, Clark Connors, and Damien Limelight versus the DKC, Blake Christian, and Jordan Clearwater, and Barrett Brown. So as, uh, you know, one side is uh, one half of uh, the tournament and the other half. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it's fun stuff, and Logan Regal pins Jordan Clearwater, and <laughs> uh, I knew you'd laugh. And Clark Connors wins. He wins a lot on this show. Yeah. Look, I got nothing against him winning. Good on him, but he's a young lion, man. That's weird for me. <clears throat> Next, we got uh, the. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say I can't believe you're even mentioning the fact that a young lion's winning. When we got G1 to get to. I mean, come on, right. Luke. Come on. All right. Hey, I'm one third of the way through the show already. So we've got Rocky and PJ Black versus Mysterioso <laughs> and Fred Rosser. And uh, I like this one. I thought it was pretty pretty neat to see uh, Fred Rosser wrestle Rocky Romero. So uh, in this match, right, Kevin says that the fans are loving Kozlov on commentary. Oh my and I'm like, God. are they? Jeez. Are the New Japan fans too nice? <laughs> Is Kevin too nice? I've been accused of being too nice by you. <laughs> Alex sucks life makers on commentary. Uh, um, so uh, this is this is him on commentary. Rocky is going for the forever. Forever. Wow. And PJ, PJ Black pins Mysterio. So with the placebo effect. And then we got our main event. <clears throat> Alex Zane and ACH versus the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tongaloa. It's solid, but you know who's going to win this, right? It's it's the G.O.D. And uh, also, if Alex doesn't stop t- mentioning, if, if Alex Kozlov doesn't stop t- t- talking about like how much Alex Zane likes Taco Bell and shit like that, he's, he's threatening to uh, make Alex Zane become the Taco Boy. You have no idea. That Taco Bell thing. All right, so in the Midwest about, like, I don't know, maybe like two years ago, there was like three or four wrestlers that suddenly their gimmick is I go to Taco Bell and like he's one of them and he went so far as to like fill a bathtub with tacos and do like a photo shoot. It's fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I think it's dumb because Taco Bell's gross. And why would you say you like it? It's like they're they think it's ironic. They like it ironically. But then when someone says Taco Bell sucks, they all defend it. So it's like, what are we doing here? You know what's funny? Australia does not have Taco Bell, but we do have Taco Bill. <laughs> That's he, fucking true, dude. He's probably way better <laughs> than Taco Bell, I would think. Yeah. So, uh, all right, well, I guess I will call him Taco Boy for life. So, yeah, Ape Shit and uh, Tonga Loa gets the win over Alex Zane. That's it. That's the whole show. Don't know really what happens to the winner of the tournament. Um, there's three matches and that's it. So, Mr. Andy, let's rock. I'm ready, as, man. I'm ready. As our buddy would say, G130, it's night one. It's the J block. Yes, I stole that from someone else saying that on the tweeties, but uh, I like the sound of it. And I'm going to cough, Mr. Andy, so say something. 
Well, he said, uh, Jay, Jay, uh, we saw Jay, or heard from Jay, excuse me, at the top of the show, um, you know, yeah. talking about the first thing that he does when he gets back. They've been waiting for six months for him to two sweet Gato. And so we heard that at the top of the show. And also, uh, in the middle of his match, Jay White reminded us all that it's not the J, it's not the G1 climax, it's the J1 climax. So there's that as well. <laughs> yes, it is. And we're in Osaka for both nights. And holy shit, Mr. Andy, is this place packed or what? It's so loud. Um, it, we're gonna, I have lots of notes about how fucking loud it is, but the crowd, this is the loudest and most interactive crowd that we've seen since COVID in any promotion. I mean, it is just outstanding. It's so fucking loud, and they're not even speaking. They're only clapping. The only thing that, uh, that, that, that feels a little off, and it's no one's fault, is... Uh, when a heel does something, the only response the crowd has is to clap, <laughs> and I, no one knows how to clap angry, because you know you got uh, in night two Kenta doing his heel shtick and evil and Jay White in the in the first first uh, first night two, you know doing all their jerky heel stuff. Ash is scratching the post. Thank you, Ash. And yeah, so when when a heel gets really healy. The place goes fucking quiet. Right. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> Which uh, uh, is really interesting. And I think that's an, an another surefire way to find out that uh, your heel tactics, dude, are working. <laughs> it's true. So let's go straight into it. Uh, young Lions, by the way, there's three young Lions that are going to wrestle each other nonstop in the G1. Those three young Lions are Yoda Suji, Yuya Uramura, and Gabriel Kidd. Now, Last couple of years, we went down to. Oh my God, she wants to Dang wrestle you. in the C block. You know, I mean, yeah. come on, man. That's right. It's the unofficial C block. Uh, one year it was between David Finley and Hanare, uh, and uh, I think there was one before that as well. But uh, this this year, unofficial C block is pretty much uh, who's going to get the most points between Yoda Suji, Yuya Uramura, or Gabriel Kidd. And we've got a pretty hot start by two of the lads tonight. That's Desuji and Yuya Uramura. And uh, it's G1 night, and these young lines know it, dude, oh, because uh, they always go out with a bit of fire. You know, not, they don't fuck around, the young lines. Like, they come in, they got to show what they got. But these two, these two felt, uh, you know, you could tell with the atmosphere, with uh, all the people, with, uh, you know, the stakes, it's the fucking G1. These two had a banger. I liked it a lot. What about you? Well, first of all, Yoda Suji debuted his new Andre the Giant look, which was very popular. <laughs> he, sha he shaved his beard and his hair is all Dude. wild. He looks like Andre the Giant. It's fucking awesome. They, yes, he uh, does. It's, it's and, mm -hmm. and he starts the... Uh, and he also starts with a loss. <laughs> yeah, he does, but... You know, I think that uh, Suji's coming into his own. We'll talk about him mm -hmm. more on night two as this kind of like athletic big man, you know, type of wrestler. And uh, he does a lot of power moves on night two. With this one, you know, he's trying to slow uh, Yuyamura down. And honestly, mm. one of the big things I noticed too about this match is that because Suji's face is now bare of all hair, you can see him emoting more. And so he really seems to be showing a lot more emotion, whereas Yuya Mora seemed kind of uh, muted in comparison, which was is different than what we've seen. So they're they're both like kind of expressing different things and emoting in different ways. 
Um, you know, it's pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I really like how we're getting, you know, the Boston Crab. There's been a lot of kind of getting away from that, uh, you know, the basic moveset of the, um, of the Young Lions recently. And so I'm glad to see mm. that they're going back to that now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Yuya Uramura with the Boston Crab. Naps the first uh, two points to the unofficial seed block, which is pretty cool. And here we go, Mr. Andy. It's the official start of the G1. And we get at my uh, least anticipated match in the entire G1 up first. So we're ripping the Band-Aid off. It's that dude versus uh, Pimpy, Pimp Juice, Yujiro Takahashi, or as I spelled it, Pinpy for some reason. But, uh, you know, as I wrote my notes, yeah, at least New Japan's getting my least anticipated match out of the way first. Uh, Pimpy's rebleached his hair, and Pimpy lets me down. That dude wins. Here's the deal. So, okay, I, I figured out a litmus test. Here's how you can tell a wrestler's taking the G1 seriously. Did they get new gear? Is their gear, like, a little different? You know, because all the guys who have new gear that are, like, trying to really look good, they're really taking it seriously, and fucking Pimpy isn't. He's wearing the same plastic jorts he's been wearing for 10 years come on man those things are dirty let's clean them at least all he did was get like uh, a re-bleachening bleachening yeah of his hair so yeah he, he loses which is no surprise to anyone and uh let's let's just move right along to all right something we can sink our teeth into and talk about here we go jeff cobb making his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling in, Amer in Japan, sorry, not America. And his, his first match will be against Tai Chi. I kind of like this one. This is a cool side set. Jesus Christ, right. my mouth today. Uh, let me just have this sip of coffee right here. Okay. For the working man. Oh, right. Uh. <laughs> There's some cool side suplexes by Cobb. There we go. I can get it out. Uh, but uh, Black Mephisto by Tai Chi for the two points. And I think uh, one thing I'd like to point out here is I remember when I first started watching New Japan, it was all Tai Chi go home. No one's saying Tai I know no one can really say that now because of the, the era we're living in. But uh, I do remember even like from late last year, early this year, when the crowds were, could, could be more vocal and stuff, uh, Tai Chi go home is over. Uh, when he wants to. Uh, this guy can work, and uh, I think he worked pretty well with uh, with Jeff Cobb. It's it's not going to blow anyone's mind, but I thought it was a pretty solid match. Well, there's still no Miho Abe, which is very disappointing. Mm -hmm. But, but Taichi's going to win for her, you know. So, and and there's people out there listening to this that have no idea who Miho Abe is, and she is the young lady who is in the video package that uh, Taichi comes out to. And normally she's with him, and she's a big part of his act. And it's a shame she's not there, but. This match shows us um, how a great heel can make a generic babyface interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. What I mean is, is that Tai Chi, for example, he offers a handshake to Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb doesn't fall for it, and he catches a surprise kick that Tai Chi throws. And that's like Tai Chi putting Cobb over as too smart to fall for that. And so, you know, um, I find Jeff Cobb to be extremely generic, and I know that that's, you know, not necessarily everyone's opinion i mean i love him in in lucha underground when he was booked 
to hide any issues that he had, and he had this character. He didn't ever talk. Um, but as, like, Jeff Cobb, Mr. Athletic, I find him to be very generic. And so, like, putting him with Tai Chi makes me enjoy Jeff Cobb because of the reasons I just mentioned. Um, yeah. I also noticed, you know, I've been noticing lately that, you know how, like, Tanahashi has the dragon screw leg whip. That's, like, his bailout move. You know, like, when, when shit's not going right, he relies on that to get him back on track. And with Tai Chi, it's the Enziguri. That's his, move, like, bailout move. He uses it four or five times a match in various different ways, holding the ropes, not holding the ropes, step up, different ways, and it's always, like, kind of his Tanahashi bailout move. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, and I thought um, it was pretty solid. You know, so far, though, I think you and I, especially you had mentioned to me that uh, we haven't hit a – we've only hit third gear and we haven't progressed anything beyond that, so it feels like this show is still warming up. And it and it goes from warm to a fucking supernova with the next match because it's uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Minaro Suzuki, and it's basically a never open match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's basically a never open match. It's never as fuck. Uh, Suzuki's the never open champion. Uh, these guys straight away up in each other's faces. You know, no 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 slow build up or anything like that just right at it strikes slaps punches fucking headbutts so much punishment that by both these guys so, <laughs> i've seen i've seen these two men wrestle a couple times now and i love it every single fucking time uh, it was pretty brutal and amazing and when you watch this match you think to yourself jesus don't they have eight more matches to wrestle like holy shit <laughs> yeah these guys have got uh, the rest of the tournament to go and they freaking kill each other it's awesome it's never as fuck and uh um, yeah. you know this match is a perfect example of ishii's generous and realistic selling um yeah. you know and i mean god he just sells these shots like they're fucking gunshots you know and suzuki's the same but he sells in a different way because his character has a much more complicated relationship with pain and suffering so because of that yeah. his selling reflects that and suzuki also knows that if he loses this match, Ishii's coming for that title. So oh, yeah. he has extra incentive here to win. Um, and one thing that we did forget from the Tai Chi match, the pants did come off, so we forgot to mention that. But yeah. um, but yeah, this match is never as fuck. It's it's there's not much to say about it except it's just like extremely physical, just top-notch selling, and you know, watch Ishii start a fight and lose the fight. That's like one of my favorite things that he does. Like he hulks up and gets all fired up and picks a fight with somebody and then loses the fight to make them look great. It's awesome. I love it. And I think, uh, you know, as, as, as it's said about Suzuki, one thing he loves more than beating people up is getting beat up. So I have to imagine he likes facing Tomohiro Ishii for that reason because he gets beat up and he gets to beat him up too. So, yeah, it was an awesome Gotch-style pile driver as well. It looked fucking nasty. It's uh, and, and most and a lot of that is because Ishii is like the cell master. Oh, it's fantastic stuff. Uh, I would have been happy with this match going either way. That's, yeah, oh, that's just how I am. I love both these men. So, yeah, and I was very happy with uh, the, the ending to this. It was really fucking cool. And it was here where I thought, all right, a blocks landed right here we go we're where we've started now and that leads me into the next match 
it's oh my god apparently they have wrestled before and i've seen so many wrestling matches i don't always remember who's wrestled who but uh this is their second one-on-one meeting they met last year's g1 it's uh shingo takagi versus jay white oh my god like i think everyone in new japan knows jay white is a piece of shit heel that's his character but everyone was, was really happy to see him come out because you you know you want to see him work right so i thought that was really cool and uh th- this match was fucking awesome i like really liked uh jay even in the COVID era will fuck with the commentators as always how he usually does that is he'll have his opponent out with him on the side and on the ring railing or the sorry the railing around the ring you know, right in front of the commentators, he'll often smash his opponent into the guard railing, like, over and over, just to fuck with the commentators and shit. So, yep, oh, he's back to doing that, and I've missed him so, so, so much. And uh, what better way for him to come back than to wrestle one of my fucking favorite guys? Uh, I'll also say this. Look, I know he's not normally known for being... A never guy, and I know there's some cheating in this match, but there's not much big, uh, because I think they want to book Jay Strong back on his return. But there's only a little, little cheating. But I would say this one is a kind of never as fuck as well, because these guys hit each other really hard. Huh, Jay is a wonderful suplexing machine, but uh, so Shingo. Huh, I just, I just loved it. Uh, both men, like, they sold like crazy and they, they freaking kicked each other's asses, dude. But uh, after some light cheating and a ref bomb, look, uh, I'm all right with it. I know a lot of people will be like, get that out of my G1. I'm just like, it's, come on, man, it's wrestling. He needs a heel. But Blade Runner and Jay White gets the two points over Shingo. I fucking loved this, man. What about you? So what you said before, Jay White needed to come back and have a strong performance uh, you know, going over a worthy opponent. And this is a yeah. perfect match for that. That's what this match does, you know. Um, and this has that ever-important and tangible thing that it's called chemistry. These guys have tremendous chemistry. Um, it, it's unbelievable the amount of, like, stuff they're doing without communicating with each other is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You know, um, being in position, you know, selling for the proper amount of time. Um, the timing on bringing the crowd up and down is uh, very, very good here. It's almost, it's only, it's only beaten by one other match, which we'll talk about as far as that goes. But um, Jay does a brain buster, a vertical suplex, a deadlift German suplex, a straight jacket suplex, half and half suplex. He does all of them. Shingo does this awesome like wheelbarrow suplex after popping Jay's leg up in the corner. And Jay uh, makes his heel roll entertaining by incorporating everything he can. So he has like a large moveset, a large variety of ways he can cheat, and a large variety of taunts for opponents, the crowd, or uh, the referee, or the uh, commentators, you know? So, and I think that Shingo might have the best hair straightening move in wrestling. He kind of like fluffs his hair a little bit sometimes, and some, and he got a huge pop for doing that in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know I talked about Switchblade a lot, but uh, I've, I've, oh man, I've missed him. But yeah, Shingo's really awesome too. Look, I'm not even going to say, I'm not, I'm not just going to say these two men have great chemistry. I'm going to say I like Jay White's chemistry with 
Lost and Goblin now plays Day Upon. Uh, I don't know. I just really like the chemistry there, especially between him and Naito. Uh, their series late last year and just their, their chemistry, not just as in-ring competitors, but as uh, as characters. Uh, it, just, it just tickles me. So, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what else to say, man. I fucking loved it. And you just... Just you naming all those suplexes just gives me goosebumps. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, because I do love me a suplex. You're right. Uh, Jay does have a pretty deep move set. He doesn't need to do any of his cheating sticks. So if they eventually turn him face, which I sincerely doubt, because <laughs> uh, he's yes. a gaijin, but yeah, but uh, it, you know, he'd be he'd be pretty credible as that too. But let, let's get on to it, Mr. Andy. Our main event. For night one of the J Block, oh man, this match is pretty good. Of course, like what? Yeah, it's Kazuchika Okada. I'm, I'm kind of gushing there. Like I'm so excited and giddy to be talking to this. Calm down, it's okay. You're just talking to me. It's all right, you know. I mean, oh my god, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm talking about the J One. <laughs> it's uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi, and not only is this a fantastic match, it's also a rematch from night one of Wrestle Kingdom. So because of that, it kind of made me think that Abushi might come up on top here, which uh, in, invariably happens. We've got uh, a lot of Okada trying to work over Abushi with the Cobra Clutch that he, that he, or the money clip that he keeps bringing out. But it, at times I felt that slowed the match down a bit, um, but that's fine. Uh, you know, you always get long matches with Okada. And Kota Ibushi usually. I thought it was pretty solid. It's not as good as the Wrestle Kingdom match, probably because like they've only got like what, 20 minutes here or something like that, rather than uh, 45 or anything like that. But I thought it was um, a great match. I might might have preferred the two previous matches more than this one. That's just you know the way my tastes in wrestling go. But I thought this was awesome. And we got a Kamagoye. Just like, one. Just one? Just one. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's no there's no Kamagoye kick out, Kamagoye kick out, or Raymaker kick out, nothing like that. Just one brutal knee to the face, one, two, three. And yeah, and our longest match so far for the G one, twenty one minutes thirty five seconds, we've got uh Koto Ibushi coming out on top. And I was pretty happy with that. What what do you think of this one? It's uh I have a couple thoughts. So, you know, Ibushi beat up okada which was awesome you know that's kind of what happens when these two guys get together um kicked his ass my wife was really happy (laughs) just beats him up and so yeah you know that was great um this match seemed really short even though it wasn't because the previous one was like an hour long and yeah you know i think the other issue that hurts this match is like the previous two matches on this card got into that fifth gear and this one Mm -hmm. was kind of stuck in fourth gear in my opinion you know and if i hadn't seen the wrestle kingdom match just recently i wouldn't think that because the wrestle kingdom match goes into like eighth gear you know so um yeah when Ibushi won, it felt like a win for a wrestler who was certain to win, if that makes any sense. It felt like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that's what's supposed to happen here. You know, when, when uh, you know, Hulk Hogan beats a jobber, it's kind of that same feeling, but not quite as extreme. It's that kind of idea. I knew that Ibushi should win this match. Okada's stock is way down. And Ibushi is established himself as, as a better wrestler in this match. The, and, and the other issue that... that Okada's going to have to face is that 
the Cobra Clutch alone is not effective. He has to hit the Rainmaker, then use the Cobra Clutch. How do I know that? But he doesn't. <laughs> I don't, is he stupid? I don't understand. Oh, it's all there, man. It's all there. He needs to kind of put it all together because the, using the Cobra Clutch and how, how it operates involves a lot of like hand and wrist control, which obviously involves the, the fucking Rainmaker and shit. So how he's not using one to transition into the other back and forth like that yet. I don't know. Maybe he's saving it. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, I totally get your point. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like what happened to red ink? Is that like a stank move now? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. Luke, what's your match of the night on night one? Uh, Shingo versus switchblade. Uh, I know, if, if anyone says, you're wrong, Luke, it's Ishii versus Suzuki. Oh, They're right, yeah. I can't. I mean, yeah, it's the same. That's fine. That's a, that's a fucking great <laughs> choice. But uh, I think I'm a little biased in, in my pick, and I'm, I fully own up to that because I have missed him so much, and I got to see Mr. Jay White do so many glorious suplexes that I was really happy. But uh, I, I'm guessing that yours was uh, Ishii Suzuki. I have 1A, Jay White versus Shingo, 1B, Ishii versus Suzuki. Uh, they're kind of on the same level. However, Jay yeah. versus Shingo edges it out just a little bit because of the psychology and just the amount of wrestling shit that happens in that match. It is really, really good. And if you're listening to us and you're not watching this show, you need to find that match. It is fucking fantastic, and it's not kind of what you expect from your typical New Japan matches. It's a little different, and my God, is it good. That's that's kind of, I, 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 you know, there's a lot of other matches we're going to talk about here that might be my favorite one that I saw all weekend. So um, it's pretty great. Yay! And, uh, yeah, I love, I love both men, <laughs> and uh, I hope it... I hope they have uh, many more encounters in the future, uh, Shingo and Switchblade. Yeah, cool stuff. All right, man. We're back in Osaka. Are you ready for the B block? You mean C block? Well, we're going to start with C block. <laughs> but uh, what I, what I want to say here is on, I think a lot of people, including me, I don't know about you, but like, we all look at the blocks on paper, right? We see who's in each block. Uh, we see who's wrestling who, and I think a lot of people thought, like, right, A block, man, that's so top-heavy. Uh, B block doesn't stand a chance. Uh, that's that's on paper. The reality is quite different. I fucking loved Night 2 B yes. block. Uh, uh, whereas I think A block took a few matches to get really warmed up. Uh, B block's nothing but bangers all fucking night. Oh, so good. And we start off with a banger. We got Yoda Suji versus Gabriel Kidd. And, uh, and you know, you've got to think like these young lions are just going, they're going to go hard, if not harder than G1 wrestlers, because, man, the spotlight on them now, these two, these three young lions, is huge because there's a lot of eyes on the G1. So uh, they're going to fucking smash each other. And, also, how good of how good is fucking Suji Spears, man, and his suplexes. He's, uh, I'm ready for him. To fuck off, so he can come back. You know, yeah. <laughs> so ready for that. Not so much. Not not a lot of healy stuff by Mister Kid. Uh, I guess they're too busy just like hammering at each other. But uh, deep, a deep Boston Crab, and Yoda Suji wins his first two unofficial C block points. Yeah. Another another Boston Crab win. 
Um, you know, this is the traitor uh, Gabriel Kid being punished by Suji for his uh, shenanigans. That, but uh, you know, Kid is like Eddie Haskell. He's gonna do it in front of you. You know what I mean? So he's not. He's like, I'm not gonna cheat in this match because everyone will see it. You know, I'll just do it later mm-hmm. when no one's looking. And you know, this is establishing Suji as this kind of agile bruiser character, and uh, it's pretty yeah. great, like I said. And um, also. We should have known that Gabriel Kidd was a heel because of all the young lions, he's the only one who has his socks poking out the top of his boots. You know, that's bullshit. Tie your boots up, buddy. You know, he's not even he's not even he's out of uniform, soldier. You know what I mean? Come on. Oh, man. How dare he? Uh, are they are they grooming him to be a bit of a heel as well? Because, well, he's um, yeah, a a Gaijin wrestler is is that kind of how they're going with that i don't know we'll never know until he goes away and comes back i mean he may come back yeah. as you know the most generic baby face ever who knows you know we don't know all right so let's get to the start of b block and on paper i'm just like oh this will be okay we have juice robinson versus yoshihashi and i want to mention something straight out of the gate last night oh sorry at the start of uh, a block Fucking Ishii and Suzuki don't come out with their titles. Ishii's one third of the six-man never-open title tag champs. And Minoru Suzuki's the never-open champ. They leave their titles backstage. And I knew, I just knew in my heart of hearts, I just fucking knew it. I said to Charity, I just said to her, oh, no, I didn't say it to her. I said it aloud to myself because she went to the (laughs) shops to get alcohol. I'm such a fucking liar. She's going to listen to this like, I didn't see this match, remember? I came here for the ending. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I know. She, she went to get... So I, I just... But I did know it in my heart of hearts. I don't care who believes me, but I just knew that Yoshihashi would come out with his belt. And he did. <laughs> He's so fucking Jesus. adorable. He's insecure. <laughs> and Juice Robinson, I've heard it mentioned many times on, on Twitter. There was a variation of it. He looks like a Blues Brothers stripper. Yeah, yeah, uh, I... I think yeah. he's going to have different gear for every match. That's why I was saying, like, some of these people are taking this a little more seriously than others. He, you know, Yoshihashi's wearing the same fucking pants he was wearing the night before. And, uh, you know, and and uh, Juice Robinson's making a big deal about his return. I like it. And, man, Juice was good in this match. Tell me about it, Luke. Not only is he good... He gets put in the butterfly lock. I'm like, oh, fuck you, Yoshihashi. Come on, man. This match has been really good. <laughs> and the butterfly lock looks awesome because Juice Robinson sells the shit out of it. Yeah. And and that was the first time in so long that I've seen someone get the butterfly lock put on him. I'm just like, holy shit, this actually looks brutal. Like, oh, that looks like it hurts because Juice is making it look like it's fucking killing him. So, yeah, Juice, unlike... Unlike Switchblade, Kenta, or Jeff Cobb, who we have all seen wrestle in the American show, I haven't seen Juice Robinson wrestle in, like, what, yeah, over six months? Uh, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Not only that, I thought this match was... For the for the two men in it, it's a Yoshihashi match, dude. I thought this was a lot of fun. It's, it's not going to be a five-star match that you get a love for the ages but as an opening match for b block i thought it was great there's some really good counters and stuff vicious chops and elbows nice looking suplexes and, and neck breakers some really cool counters and, and then pulp friction and of course juice robinson wins 
you know, opening match that was much stronger than the opening match from the previous night, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I uh, didn't expect, like, I thought it'd be fine, but I actually got right into this match. I mean, maybe it's because I don't have any baggage with Yoshihashi. He's like, he's a guy I want to believe, and I kind of like Juice, so too. But uh, I saw a lot of tweets going, meh. And I was like, are you guys crazy? These guys are fucking, they're going for it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. For, I, for, for Yoshihashi match, I thought it was absolutely fun. Yeah. You know who else thought it was awesome? That crowd. They love Juice Robinson. They, um, yep. so Suji kept starting, um, like he was on the outside being the young lion doing the duties and he kept starting little claps and stuff like that later on in the night. But at this point, Juice was doing it, starting these kind of like clap 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 type things and the, at one point the crowd kept at one of those like rhythmic clap things going for like five minutes <laughs> all the wrestling was yeah. going on it was crazy it's so loud and um you know the finishing sequence is pretty cool but there is some funny things here so like um Yoshihashi has to like scoot over to get in position to start the finishing sequence. He's like, he like does a roll up and he's in the wrong spot and he literally just kind of scoots on his butt across the mat. <laughs> but the finish itself is great. Uh, Juice has this like sweet lariat gut check thing for two. Mm. Uh, he signals for the pulp friction. Of course, it gets reversed into a roll up for two. Uh, then two left handed gods uh, strikes and uh, the pulp friction and he gets the win. And he legit looks very, very happy to be back. And like, I can't imagine someone like him. What else is he going to do besides wrestle? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm glad he's back. Yeah. I'm glad he's back. Uh, I'm glad his first match was really awesome. Uh, and uh, Yoshihashi was a part of that too. Like, I, I, I'm yeah, Juice is probably the better man in the match in terms of skill and all that. But it's still a good match. And I, I didn't expect to be entertained that much. No offense to either man. But uh, let's let's go to the next match, Mr. Andy Rigato. I, I really look forward to these two uh wrestling in the G1 and it's the king of pro wrestling Toriyanu versus Sonata uh, now it's short because it's a Yano match and uh, there's a point where Yano goes outside just daring Sonata to come out and come at him he's not having that like Sonata's like dude I never fall for your bullshit I'm not falling for it now but, but even yeah but even before that right at the time the match starts Fucking uh, Chumpy's <clears throat> patting down Yano. Chumpy is Marty Asami, everyone. They chump him out a lot in, in oh, New Japan. Time. That's why we call him Chumpy. <laughs> but uh, Marty Asami's patting Yano down, finding tape everywhere. There's one point where, like, Chumpy, oh, I feel sorry for you, dude. You have to put your hand down Yano's pants in order to get more tape out. <laughs> he should have pulled, like, like, two DVDs out, too. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, it should have been one of those spots you see in movies where like the bad guys like open your empty your pockets and like it cuts to like a, a long time later and he's still emptying his pockets. But <laughs> that's all right. So Sonata's not falling for any of this bullshit. And uh, but there's a, a point where they do end up outside and they go up the ramp, uh, the walkway, and uh, Sonata puts Yano in the paradise lock. I'm like, oh, well, match is over. Okay, fair enough. A young lion actually helps get uh, 
Yano free of the paradise. Like, and Jeez. fucking Sonata looks at him and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, we put, so he starts to put the young lion in the paradise lock, only for Yano to take a roll of tape out of the young lion's pocket, quickly tape Sonata and the young lion's legs together. All, all, all the while this is happening, there's a countdown going, and Yano races as fast as he fucking can into the ring <laughs> <laughs> and wins by countout. <laughs> Lots of fun. Also because the um, last few years in the G1, Sonata's outwitted Yano big time. So it was quite nice to see uh, Yano finally turn it around and uh, and fuck Sonata over. <laughs> now, the rolls of tape. Okay, now I watched this again because I was, mm-hmm. you know, I watched this live and I was like counting the rolls of tape and watching them. So uh, Yano came into the ring with four rolls of tape, one on each hip and one in each uh, knee pad. Marty, okay, so um, Marty Asami only found three of them because Sonata, like, kept feeling them up when they were doing a waist lock or something like that. So he found those. But the fourth roll of tape was still in. Um, it actually came from um, Yano's drawers. So that that's where that came from. It was not in the Young uh, Lions uh, pants, which would have been pretty okay. funny, too. I like your idea better. Um, but uh, but it, it was pretty great. But, um that stuff is really fun, and I think that um, Sonata, since he does not give any reaction to anything ever, that like he's like the perfect straight man for Yano because Yano is yes. just like, sitting outside, going no, 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 like freaking out, yelling at the crowd, yelling at everybody, and you look and they pan up and Sonata's just standing there looking at him like stone faced, like no reaction, <laughs> and it makes it twice as funny. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh... I know I've know I've mentioned the series he used used to have with Kenny Omega, but uh, after that, I really look forward to Yano Sonata matches. Yes, for exactly that reason. Yano's the the clown, and Sonata's the straight man. I thought this was super fun. How does nobody and know? The- how does nobody like? Okay, so if you're facing Yano, bring some scissors to the ring. Hide some scissors near the ring. You should know that by now. Sonata really botched this in his head here i mean that's it's his fault that he lost oh yeah that that's a lot that's that that's um that's the reason a lot of people lose to yano isn't it they they fall through shit and it's their fault yep (laughs) (laughs) so the next match we've got is hiroki goto versus kenta i'm really happy to see not only kenta but him with a haircut he had this uh, big foofy kind of hair Back when um, he was in the American shows, you know, maybe he wasn't getting haircuts back back there because of COVID or something. But uh, looks like Japanese barbers are open for business. So, yeah, awesome new haircut. Uh, I know this match probably isn't for everyone. I really liked this. I thought it was a fucking solid match, and I, I really like Cantor in this. I thought he was really kind of slow and methodical, uh, in a but not in a way that kind of bored me, but in a way I'm just like, he's going to kick Goto to fucking hell. Amazing kicks and strikes by Kenta. And, you know, Goto gives him a pretty good challenge as well, I I think. Uh, But uh, it ends with the game over, and Kenta taps out Hiroki Goto. Uh, It's a slower-paced match. It's 
it uh, and, and that, all that kind of stuff. But it, it still kind of worked for me. I thought it was um, a solid a solid matchup. What about you? This match uh, has a danger. I, I have a lot to say about this one, so bear with me here. This, right. um, you know, this has a danger for me for being the most boring match ever because Goto's fucking mm-hmm. super boring, and Kenta is intentionally boring as a heel, right? That's like his purpose yeah. is to, to fuck with you. It's as like a Mick fan. Foley's old shtick in ECW or something. Yeah. So, um, also, Kenta has been going to Master Wado's barber, I guess, because his hair looked kind of blue. I don't know if you noticed that. It was weird. Um, looked but, old lady blue, dude. <laughs> but this match is great. It's it's very well executed. Yeah. So, like, it's hard-hitting. At times, it's very exciting. And it's fun to see Goto get beat up, of course. But, um, like I said, normally this match would bore me. But in this case, though, it had, like, this intensity about it. And Kenta busted mm-hmm. out, like, a large array of moves that all looked very good. Goto sold him well and showed up when he needed to, you know, do comebacks. It was a lot more technical than I was expecting, and uh, this is the style yeah. that I want to see Kenta continue to use, and I love that he won clean. That makes me so happy because I was worried that they were going to get, you know, this this bullshit that he was doing over in uh, America, and it's, it's much better, this character, as Kenta is now. Um, and the mm-hmm. other danger that you run into is if Kenta continues to cheat – then what sets him apart from Jay White as a character? And so now that Jay White... Or White's, evil in the same block. Right, right. But, you know, so you got to be careful with that stuff, and we can't have the same type yep. of match over and over again. So they did a really good job with that, where this is more just kind of like a, a uh, you know, I'm tougher than you type of match. It was kind of never. It was a little never, you know? Yeah, I agree. So that's the thing, right? You see you see B block on paper, and, and you think... Oh, okay. I wasn't sure, quite sure what you would make of this match because uh, I think you were having phone issues or you were just fucking tired. So uh, I was tweeting up a storm. You were a little quiet. So I wasn't quite sure just how you'd respond to this. So I'm quite relieved to think like that that you liked it because, yeah, uh, on paper, especially for you, I'm just like, he's going to fucking hate this match. (laughs) (laughs) But... It's fucking good match. Yeah, I really liked it yeah, too. Yeah, bore, boring and Kenta like, stayed home. So like, as long as boring Kenta stays home, a match with another boring opponent isn't going to be bad. You know, it's going to be very mm-hmm. good. So stay home, boring Kenta. That's all I say. Now the next match does involve cheating shenanigans, but I fucking love this match too. It's it's Zack Saber Jr. versus Evil with Dick Togo, and you know Dick Togo is a bad guy not only because he comes out with Evil. But because the motherfucker's wearing sunglasses inside. Unbelievable. <laughs> what a fucking jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking sunglasses. And Togo gets straight into Zack Sabre Jr.'s face right away and gets his f- fingers bent back for his troubles. I quite like that. The interesting thing about this match is Zack Sabre Jr.'s in Suzuki Goonie. He's a heel. But the crowd hates evil more. So by default... Zack Sabre Jr. is a face in this match. And that's how they wrestle this match. I thought that dynamic was different and interesting. And yeah, I fucking really enjoyed this. It's a great match with uh, Evil trying to survive Zack Sabre Jr.'s offense. That's what I kind of think of Zack Sabre Jr. matches. You don't kind of beat him. You have to survive him. (laughs) And he's also the kind of wrestler in a tournament you don't want to wrestle first. 
in my opinion, because like he's going to twist you up into brutal submission holds, and then you've got to have what eight more matches. Yeah. Ouch. So, evil's getting friggin' twisted up into in like a pretzel, all this kind of stuff. And then yes, I can hear, I can already hear every, everyone just going, cheating doesn't belong in the G1, blah blah blah. But come on, man, this is heel evil. I really like how evil still maintains his move set, but he's added all this jerky kind of cheating heel stuff too. So I think he's 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 doing pretty good. I liked it. But uh <laughs> Wow, and this is where I really noticed it was I noticed this especially in this match and maybe the Kenta match as well, because both Evil and Kenta will do really healy shit and the crowd is fucking quiet because they can't <laughs> boo. <laughs> yeah, so this is really cool. There's some cheating stuff that happens, but uh, Zack Sabre Jr. gets the better of it. Awesome uh, European clutch style pin on Evil, and Zack Sabre Jr. gets the two points. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure what I would make of this match either uh, or how they would do it because they're both big asshole heels, but... Yeah, awesome stuff. I really liked it. What about you? Well, we've talked many times about the situational alignment that happens in New Japan, and this gets highlighted mm-hmm. in a match like this, where, like you said, Zack Sabre Jr. is faced by default. Um, this match is awesome, and let me tell you why. So it's just yes. it's, it's just tremendous pro wrestling, all right? And what I mean is, is that it's, it's the working of the crowd, all right? The crowd is finally loud again, and so this is really poking me in the ear and in the eyes when I'm watching this, is that, uh, you know, they had the crowd in the palms of their hand, and they, they took them on this, like, emotional roller coaster coming up and down. It's like the cliche, you know, oh, they told a great story in this wrestling match, and they did. This is the best I've seen evil people period um you know other than like just straight up strong style matches where there's no like Mm -hmm. nothing no story to be told other than i'm a tough guy um you know he's He's incorporating more character stuff into his matches now yeah it's fantastic and like um you know if you just sit and watch this and just listen to the crowd and watch them react you can see those waves of going up and down and up and down this is like your your most basic amazing pro wrestling done perfectly well it's a fantastic match it's one of my favorite matches that i saw all night on uh both nights actually i love that one yeah i i yeah agreed uh i was just gonna say how much i agreed but i've already talked about how much i loved it it was really cool (laughs) stuff uh, and here we go. We got the longest match of the tournament so far. I know it's not one for both uh, blocks, but this one's a thriller. It's 27 minutes in change. It's Tatsuya Naito versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh my god, I fucking love this match. Um, this is the match that Okada and Abushi sh- should have had the night before. Yes. Like yes. this level of awesome. Yeah. Uh, this was, oh my God, they made me believe. Like, because I had it in my head, all right, and this is going to make n- no sense, but I had it in my head that, all right, if Tanahashi wins this match, he'll lose the G1 because now he's got a title shot. But if Naito beat wins this match, Hiroshi Tanahashi might win the G1. 
I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive there, but that's kind of my warped logic that I had in my brain. So I was like, I think Tanner's going to pull this one out. And this match made me believe. Just, oh, I. Then there's just so much to talk about with this match, too. Uh, it, oh, my God, I'm gushing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people know my feelings of Naito. I'm not always a fan of his character, but I love his in ring work and I love Tanahashi. And these two brought the fucking house down. The crowd went nuts for both men. I thought. Dude, there's a there's a couple high five flow spots, and I think yeah, Naito's done, man. It's over. But oh man, comes back. It was this awesome running Destino and shit. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, the champ, the double champ, pins Hiroshi Tanahashi in the opening night of the G1. I thought this was a fucking banger. Uh, probably my match of the night for B Block, bar none, and it's done by the two people who you'd expect to have the best match of the night when they fight each other so there you go do you remember we were talking earlier about how Zack Sabre Jr. was the default heel because of the actions and the hatred of uh, evil um yeah. so this match you would think that you know Naito's been built up as this kind of big baby face champion now maybe Tanahashi would be the default heel um, or maybe you think the other way. Well, Tanahashi's the crowd favorite, so Naito's the the you know default heel. However, this match, part of the story of this match was the struggle over who was going to become that, and neither one of them ended up doing it. So you know, um, like for example, the second that Naito starts to kind of beat on Tanahashi just a little, Tani responds. He goes right after Naito's leg and just starts beating the shit out of his leg. Um, you know, he, with what my wife called uh, dragon screw whips. I mean, are they dragon screw whips? And I was just like, oh, she kind of almost <laughs> named a wrestling move, right? So, yep, it certainly is a dragon whip screw or whatever. Sounds like a drink, <laughs> you know. I'll take three uh, dragon screw whips down here at table seven, you know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's this cool part where Naito goes and does the tranquilo pose and Tanahashi tries to give him the old, like, standing Santana Tomiko thing he does, but, but Naito rolls over. So, um, <laughs> so Tanahashi misses and Naito's just got his back to him, just doing the, the pose still. It's fucking awesome. And, uh, but eventually Naito does succeed at starting to bully Tanahashi. Uh, we get Suji starting to do a slow clap by pounding on the mat and Naito goes after him a little bit. Um, and, and you know, it's G1 season, you know, it's G1 season. When Tanahashi is doing high fly flows from the top rope to the fucking floor. Unbelievable. Yes. Love it. Yep. He took a deep breath before he did it, jumped off. It's awesome. Um, the false finishes were great. We had this like straight jacket bridging suplex from Tanahashi. Bunch of wrist control elbows from Naito that made it feel like it was like 2001 ROH. He was just beating the shit out of uh, Tanahashi. Tremendous match. Um, overall, it is probably the best match of the you know group of shows that we're covering. And I agree with you that I think overall B blocks night was, you know, better than a block. Cause it was more consistently good. Yeah. Now I might, I don't know what to see. I, I this might be my bias. Cause I, I'm such a huge uh, Shingo switchblade guy, but I'm not going that way. I think uh, my favorite, uh, match of the the two shows was probably Tanahashi versus Naito, yeah, uh, that 
Definitely. And whilst there were some amazing matches in night one, Ishii Suzuki was fantastic. Shingo Switchblade, of course. Okada Ibushi is still a good match. Uh, A-Block took a couple matches to get going, whereas I thought B-Block was switched on through uh, the six matches. But, I mean, like, all five tournament matches were just really entertaining from start to finish in in a very consistent way that A-Block wasn't. So I think B-Block put the J-Block on notice. And uh, you you watch them come back with, uh, with A-Block, I think they're going to go pretty hard the next night. Well, do you want to kind of go over the, the matches that will be on the next two nights real quick? Just kind of talk about them real quick and see uh... – you know, if we have any thoughts about them? Hell yeah, I do. Okay. Well, so... All right, so... Uh, you know, yep, okay. Yeah, so on A Block uh, will be the next show. That's uh, night three. And um, that's going to be in a couple days. I don't have the date here, but... Um, 23rd. 23rd. Wednesday. There you go. That's Wednesday for me. And um, and so we got, uh, you know, <laughs> Abushi versus Jay White. That's fucking awesome. We got... Uh, yes. Tomohiro Ishii versus some guy. Um, we have this is the match. This is the match, the one I'm looking forward to the most. It's Minoru Suzuki versus Taichi. <laughs> First singles match ever. Yeah. Um, that's going to be awesome. They're both 1 and 0, by the way, so that's important too. Uh, we have the rematch that nobody wanted, but everybody's getting. It is uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi again. Um, oh and, my god! Yeah, and then we'll see how great Shingo is because he's going to pull a great match out of Jeff Cobb as he's got to face Jeff yep. Cobb. And then uh, the C block match is Gabriel Kidd versus Yuya Yuamura. So, any thoughts about anything on those? Uh, oh man, I can't wait for Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. This is also another Wrestle Kingdom rematch because they met on night two. They're the two that didn't have titles. So they both lost in night one. Jay White lost the IC title. Uh, Kota Ibushi, well, he didn't have a title, but he failed to capture uh, Akata's title on night one. And then uh, Jay White and Ibushi wrestled on night two, and I think it's Jay White kicked his ass. So this bad. is a, so Ibushi's first two matches are both uh, Wrestle Kingdom rematches. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I want to see what the fuck pans out between Minoru Suzuki and Tai Chi. I don't, how's that going to work, dude? Because uh, Tai Chi's his, his, – uh, the, the approach that he and Takamichi Noku took back in the best of Super Juniors in, what, 2017? That shit's That's not going to work, work with Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, uh, I, I predict the appearance of the iron finger That's or the iron claw. That's what I, I predict. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, too. Akata and Yujiro, I'm glad they're getting it out of the way early. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that match again. Because yeah, I don't ever. want. So, yeah, A Block's got a... Uh, that's, the, that's the one match in A Block I'm just like... Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah. <clears throat> then the next night we got the B Block show. And uh, that's main evented by uh, Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. And Naito better be careful. <laughs> he better be careful. Um, you know, a lot of damage was done to his leg by Tanahashi. And, and Zack Sabre Jr., he's going to fucking know that. So expect, mm -hmm. expect some, some uh, get, you know, Naito getting twisted up and all kinds of shit. Um, 
It looks like they're uh, they're one and one or two and two against each other, so they're even. Yep. Um, then we get the rematch from New Japan um, Cup. It's it's Evil versus Yoshihashi. Let's see if Yoshihashi can actually compete in this one. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a bit of it. This is uh, the build up of the rise of Evil Evil, and I remember that match. It was really short. <laughs> evil beat the fuck out of Yoshihashi. It was over in like minutes. So, yeah, this is a bit of a grudge match. I still think Evil's going to win, but I think Yoshihashi's going to come at it with, like, oh, man, I remember what you did, and I'm going to come after you, motherfucker. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Tanahashi versus Toriyano should be oh yeah, uh, so much bloody fun. I Juice think... versus Kenta, yeah. based on their first-round matches, this one's going to be great, too. I think that that'll have a, a kind of a surprise ending. I think Juice is going to win that. You know, um, because I just feel like that Juice is a mid-card wrestler in New Japan. And, and I think that after the reaction of the crowd and just the way that, you know, the, the energy that he has while he's wrestling makes me think that he thinks he's going to win some matches. So, I don't know. I just think he's going to beat Kenta. Hey, he's done surprises before. I yeah. remember when he rolled up Kenny Omega that year. Yeah. And uh, yep. then there's and... Sonata versus Goto, which... You know they've they always have good matches. You know, um, Sonata's yep. got the edge in that one. You know he's been uh, and they're both zero and one, so that'll be an interesting one. And then the C block is uh, is uh, Suji versus Yuyamura. So there you go. And uh, Yuyamura, uh, he he uh, he won the first match against Yoda Suji. So Suji's going to come out pretty strong and hungry for the rematch right here. And remember what I said the other one time. That Yoda Suji and Yu Yamamura have wrestled like thirty something times, you're and you're right, just like, yeah, "There's yeah. no way that can be fucking true." <laughs> I'm like, "Bullshit! They're gonna they're gonna get into the friggin' forty range by the end of this tour." So yeah, they wrestle each other a lot. <laughs> they, they have twenty one uh, draws. It says it's eight. They're eight, six, and twenty one is their overall singles record. So with Suji getting eight <laughs> wins, uh, you know Yu Yamamura having six, and then twenty one draws. <laughs> Yep. That's like uh, that's like Hulk Hogan and fucking uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. If you look at their like back catalog of all the times they've wrestled, it's like it's like brawl to the back, double count out, draw, double count out. It's like because the neither one of them wanted a job. So, just 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 a question here, Mister Andy, because I can't remember off the top of my head. And I think you'll know when young lions who were young lions together uh, meet each other as like established names on the main roster. They might bring up all their bouts as young lions, but their pretty much win loss count goes back to zero, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like for for example, um, Jay White and uh, and Finley have had like a hundred matches as young lions, maybe more. Who knows? And so, mm. but they only bring that up as like they allude to, oh, they had past and you know have a past. They don't say, well, you know, did you know that Jay White won fifty seven of those matches? You know, they don't really talk about that because no. I think that I think you're correct. When you come back, you know, to New Japan as you know, it's clean uh, slate. Yeah, it's a clean slate. You know, unless you don't change characters. So, uh, but they'll, they'll, they will bring it up in the point like David Finley and Switchblade hate each other, and it started yes. when they were young lions, right. and that's pretty much yeah. Right. Well, Luke. So uh, you know this is the last week of our match recommendations because we're going to be focusing only on the G1 going forward through the G1, yeah. and then we'll get back into it later. So 
Um, are you ready to get into these? And what was your uh, recommendation from uh, for match of the week or match to watch or homework or whatever we called it? Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> yep, as we, as we said, there's, there's what, 20 shows in 30 days? Well, there's less now because we've had the first two nights. There's a lot of wrestling happening. And we're kind of taking a break from the homework, as we've said. So, but... We're going to finish off the picks that we chose from the last main episode that we recorded, because I think we did the fucking Chaos Suzuki Gun, uh, Suzuki Goon one first. Uh, oh, sorry, after that, I'm rambling. I'm Alex. I'm the Alex Kozlov of podcasting. Woo! <laughs> but yes, we did our homework. Mine was a match from August 12th in 2001. It was in Rio Goku, and it's Yuji Nagata versus uh, Ke- Kenji Mudo. And it's the 2001 G1 final. Uh, I asked a little while ago on the tweets a few weeks back, hey, I really like Nagata. He's been fucking awesome in 2020. Uh, I haven't seen much of his old stuff. Can I get some recommends? So I've got a few recommends from here and there. And I don't need much incentive to go back and watch a G1 match, especially one where... I don't know for sure who wins. So that was even more incentive to check this out. Uh, it's a fucking awesome match. This is, all right, I'm going to sound, you, some people might not believe this. I haven't seen that much of uh, Mudo's old stuff. Uh, I really haven't. Yeah, if he popped up in some of the American feds in the late 90s and stuff, then yes, I've probably seen him as I've probably saw Nagata as well because I was watching probably mostly WCW back then, but yeah. Uh, I didn't, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, but watching him go against Nagata in this match, I'm just like, holy shit, this is Sonata. Yes. Like, and that's fine. They always bring it up that uh, Mudo is a great influence to Sonata. It's one of Sonata's heroes. Uh, Sonata's different enough because he pulls out all sorts of different moves and shit, but you you watch a Sonata match and then go back and watch this match and you're just like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So this match is what? You're just like, yeah, you're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, just, yeah, it's all right. funny the way you put it. I don't know. It's, it's a really good match. Uh, really great back and forth in this one. And it's uh, it's not that long. Like I thought with the final... Of a G1, I thought, oh my, all right, this is going to be like a 45. Because a final of a G1, whilst every match in a G1 has a 30-minute time limit, the final is usually no time limit. Is yeah, that correct? Because there right. has to be a winner? Yeah. Yeah. So there were there's, there is that. So, But this is a, a really, really good solid 20 minutes. You won't believe this match is from 2001. Because you could you could have this exact same match today, and it'd be fucking awesome. Uh, what do you think of this one, Andy? Earlier, in many many times, you've mentioned how the butterfly lock looks like shit, and part of that is yeah. because people don't sell it. And um, this match is a perfect example about how simple, uh, you know, uh, submission holds of various kinds, when sold properly, can look so stiff and brutal. 
because there is an insane amount of uh, mat work in this match. Like the crowd is so is. hot for the match, and and these guys are so good and so at the top of their game that when there is a subtle shift in momentum, the crowd just completely reacts to it and they bite every time. The strikes look super stiff and therefore very realistic, and Nagata keeps kicking Muda. So Muda reacts by attacking uh, uh, Nagata's leg with dragon screw leg whips in figure four in a figure four. That's kind of his like formula in this match is that he hits a bunch of dragon screws, tries to get the figure four on. Uh, Nagata finally gets a rope break and and Muda runs to the second rope, drop kicks Nagata in the leg, and then goes right back to the dragon screws in the figure fours. Um, it's awesome. The finishing sequence is so great. German suplex mm -hmm. uh, from Nagata and then an exploder from Nagata. Shining wizard from Muda. Spinning kicks. Uh, trading spinning kicks. A miss shining wizard. And um, Yuji Nagata gets the win with the Nagata lock. It's fucking dope. Uh, this is just a fucking it's a master class on selling. It's it's tremendous. And um, you're right. It really does oh. remind me of people like Mu uh, of uh, Sonata. And uh, it's really good stuff. You could uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the people backstage at New Japan took the Young Lions into a classroom or so, you know something like that and go, all right, uh, today's lesson is this, and then they just put on Yuji Nagata versus Kenji Muto from yeah. the G1 final. Yeah, it's, it's just textbook good. shit. It's fucking awesome. What was your match, uh, Miss Andy? <laughs> well, mine was Goofy. And I uh, hope you liked it. That was it. awesome, though. I hope you liked yeah, it. it. It's one of the best tag matches I've seen, like, ever. It's just amazing. So it's it's from the G1 Climax opening show. It's the first match uh, from uh, uh, August 18, 2016. And it is Tiger Mask. It's it's June, actually. It? No, sorry, July. July. Yeah, because uh, the G1 doesn't... The G1's finished before the 18th of August, so uh, it, it took me a little faffing about this morning, but uh, I found it. Don't okay. worry. It, it's all right. I fuck the dates up all the time. It, it's, they, well, we write them different in America, you know, so they look yeah. all different. And anyway, so it's Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger, Nakanishi, and Shibata versus Taguchi, Hanma, Kushida, and Captain New Japan. Um. I mean, I, I want to tell you all about this, but I am very interested to hear what you or, you know what you thought of this, what you picked up on it, what was the story of the match, what are some things that you liked about it, Luke? It it took me a little while to work it out because I'm watching this match and it took me a while to realize that. Uh, <laughs> my, before I get to that, this really cool spot where Liger's doing like his uh, mat based submission shtick on Kushida, Taguchi just casually walks up to him. Blasts him with his ass, you know, as he does the hip hip attack, and then just walks back. And and as he's walking back, Liger stands up and Taguchi rushes back out. <laughs> so that's really cool. Now, I've never seen Captain New Japan before, but uh, wow, what I do notice is uh, two things: they're not tagging him in; they just refuse to. Right. And. And when he eventually gets the tag in, Taguchi and Kishida look fucking devastated. They're like, no! Because they, they weren't quite there on the ropes yet, and Hanuman needed a tag. And he tags him, Captain New Japan, and Kishida and Taguchi's faces. And it's like, why are you doing that? What I really loved, though, is that uh, Shibata refuses to sell anything yes. that Captain New Japan's doing. 
Not a single thing that Captain New Japan tries on him. He will not sell it. He will just nothing. Punches to the face, just stares at him. No, not having it. <laughs> I fucking loved that. Uh, uh, I see what you meant when you mentioned that uh, Captain New Japan has a limited move set. Is it Jado? No, it's it's some guy. <laughs> it's, no, it's it, he's like three feet taller than Jado. It's just this kind of like dumpy looking tall guy that is a uh, it you know has always been Captain New Japan. He was something before that, but he was never good. So you know what's great? You know you talk about the ECW. They booked your 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 uh. You know, strengths and hide your weaknesses. Well, how Captain New Japan does that is he just is a fucking comedy jobber. That's like that's his job. And so at this point, he had he was hanging out with other jobbers like Yoshi Tatsu and uh, and Billy Gunn, and they were called the Headhunters. And there was like this kind of like Triple H inspired like Bullet Club hunter gimmick, and it was terrible. And so that's why he's dressed like Batman for some reason. But originally, Captain New, <laughs> Japan, Captain New Japan would be dressed like Captain America. And he had a shield, and it had, like, the, the lion symbol on it, you know. And, um, and he would just come out and lose. And so everybody knows that that's on his team. So they know he's going to lose. So they don't want him to tag in. As soon as he tags in, he tries to run wild and gets, like, no-sold by everybody. And then, you know, and then basically Nakanisha just kills him. So it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Did you notice so here's some th stuff I picked up from the match. So, you know, you you picked up on almost all this. So, we had, you know, we did get like everyone gets their shit in in this match. So, we get, you know, Hanma and Shibata doing some strong style stuff a couple times in the match. Tiger Mask is only in the match for a couple minutes, but he fucking goes hard as hell. This like insane Tope Soacita. I mean, he's just going hard. Um and uh Taguchi breaks up a pin with his ass, like you said. That's awesome. And uh, let's see here. So Captain New Japan, I mean, that's what it's all about, though. It's about this silly story about him. And that's how you make a match like this so fun. It's so fun. And you got this, this character who sucks, and somehow they make him look awesome in this match even by sucking. It's great. <laughs> it's so great. I love this match so much. I hope you liked it, too. Yeah, I thought it was uh, super fun. And then you're like, you've got... Captain New Japan going, you know what? I think I'm going to suplex Nakanishi. And you're just like, there's no way. <laughs> hey, even if you could do it, it's not happening because if uh, Shibata's not selling your stuff, there's no way Nakanishi's going to sell right. your stuff either. Right. Right. Captain New Japan, he tries to, he like does the thing where he runs over in the corner, tries to knock everyone out off the corner, and he goes to swing it. It's a Shibata, and Shibata just dodges it and looks at him. And Captain New Japan does like the comedy stop where he just stares at him and the crowd loves it they think it's so funny it's it's good stuff yeah uh also this match made me think of something you've been saying for weeks uh where the fuck is tiger mask yeah. i know he's not gonna be around for the next month or so because it's gonna be mostly the heavyweight guys we probably won't see a lot of wrestlers that we haven't seen for a while until the final night of the g1 where they'll probably have a lot of tag matches and shit but yeah um he's he's definitely conspicuous by his absence because i think he's the uh the big daddy of the the junior division now that uh mr liger has retired certainly yeah yeah i miss him and and he's so good and uh it's like effortless and he brings that lucha style that we don't see a ton in new japan although 
you know, obviously Hiromu brings that and a couple other guys too, but, uh, you know, it's nice to see, and, and I miss Tiger Mask too. So, uh, man, Luke, we did it. What do you think? Oh, my God. I I had such a blast. Uh, this is this is the most exciting like idea when we um well when you contacted me out of the blue one day a few months ago. Hey Luke, you want to do a New Japan podcast? And I was like, uh, yes, yes I do. <laughs> and just my mind was already taking like thinking like oh my god. Hey, can you hear my cat snore? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Cat has a wide variety of emotions, you know. It's just whining, clawing at shit, snoring. I mean, your 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 cat really brings a lot to the table. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I was always thinking like, oh my god, we're gonna get a cover of G one if there is a G one this year. And then and then I was just like, oh yeah, it, it's happening. We're doing it. And through this episode, I'm like, oh, we're doing it right now. And now I'm just like. Oh my God! How are we gonna arrange all these schedules and stuff? We'll make it work. We'll uh, if it, it does make things easier that uh, I'm in lockdown right now, so uh, there's not, <laughs> there's not much for me to do. So my, there you go, Andy. Just just for everyone to know, my schedule is clear because I'm in lockdown because <laughs> they all need to know my schedule. <laughs> well, the, the episodes going forward might be a little more streamlined too. So, you know, uh, they're probably going to be only about the G1. We're not going to, I doubt we're going to do any Kojima tweets or, you know, silly reads yeah. and stuff like that. Cause we want to focus on this and, uh, I think it's important and, um, I don't know, man. I mean, when we get back to doing the regular shows and stuff like that after the G1, then we'll, then we'll go back to that. And I think that that'll be kind of an ebb and flow that we'll have on the show and if you don't like it, fuck off, because it's our show. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I like it, and I like, the, you know, I, I a lot of times when we're doing the show, I'm not really writing a tough a ton down to say. However, I went back and rewatched all these uh, matches again because I wanted – I wanted to talk about the psychology. I want to talk about why they're good, you know, and as we get into this, I'll have to say less and less about that because the people listening and the people watching that will become more and more evident why each match is good. But it's really important here at the beginning to kind of like set the stage for why the fuck is the G1 awesome? And we're starting to see it right away, but we're just dipping our toe in. Can't even imagine how great it's going to get, and uh, it's going to get more and more intense as we go forward. And I'm here for it. Oh yes, it. Oh yeah, just this is just my uh, I guess my gush stutter where I'm just like <laughs> oh yes oh oh my god yes yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, this is it's the most for me it's the most wonderful time of the year. I know I won't sing that, but uh, it's my favorite wrestling event. In, of the year yeah. it, it just is and and we're covering it and it's the 30th one so it's a bit special as well the 30th anniversary of the g1 and oh, i'm so happy that uh look even just these first two nights uh the handful of men that have returned juice kenta cobb uh, switchblade and that dude have already given uh new japan the depth that it has been lacking in the last couple of months. So, yeah, uh, really, really happy with this. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, uh, these 
booking a, a tournament like this must be a mathematical nightmare, especially for someone with my brain who's shit at maths. Uh, I, it just boggles my mind. But there's one man, Mr. Andy, that manages it year in and year out. And I trust him in Gato. We trust. It's G1, bitches. <laughs>